Welcome. I am Chris Oram, and we hope you are learning a lot from the Lord thus far. Here is Dr. Ruth with today's teaching. Hello there. Welcome to today's session. This is Dr. Ruth. We are halfway through the book of Joshua. In today's session, I will cover Joshua chapters 14, 15, and 16. So let us get straight into our study here so we can find out what we can learn from the Lord. Boy, I tell you, there are timeless principles here that we can apply in our lives today and trust God with godly results. Okay, let's get into Joshua chapter 14. What is the gist of this chapter? In this chapter, we will begin to learn about the division of the land west of the Jordan that Joshua had conquered. In fact, just as an FYI, chapters 13 all the way through chapter 19, the focus of these chapters are the division of the conquered land. So we already talked about some of that in chapter 13. So now we begin here in chapter 14. And these next few chapters are very self-explanatory. I am not going to get into details. I will highlight a few verses and trust you to read them. Okay. I begin by reading the first few verses out of Joshua chapter 14. Now, these are the areas the Israelites received as an inheritance in the land of Canaan, which Eliza the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the heads of the tribal clans of Israel allotted to them. All right. Verse 2, their inheritance were assigned by lot to the nine and a half tribes as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Now, one thing I want to say, though, that even though it says here that the land were assigned by lot, meaning that the casted lot and the casting of the lot was directed by God's spirit, I just really want to highlight that this was really all already prophesied. We know that in the book of Genesis, the Lord had promised Abraham and his descendants that he will take them into the promised land. So even though Lord was casted, but it ended up exactly as the Lord had prophesied to Abraham and as Moses had also given instructions to Joshua. So again, just showing God's sovereignty and how everything was done as unto the Lord. So let us get to some of this here in chapter uh, 14, verse 4. We are told how for Joseph's descendants had become two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. And we are also told how the Levites had no land. We had already talked about that. They were to work for God and serve the people. We talked about that already. So let's come to verse six here this is so powerful and i really want to this is one part in this session that i'm going to read it has to do with the allotment for caleb remember caleb and joshua were the two people out of the 12 spies that moses sent out to spy out the promised land only caleb and joshua came with good report so i want to read this it's very powerful verse six now the people of Ju judah approached joshua at gilgal and caleb 
son of Jehoshaphat, the Kinezite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh, about you and me. This is Caleb reminding Joshua about God's promise to them through Moses. Verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh, Benia, to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. So we see Caleb saying that I was a young man, 40 years old, when I was one of the spies who went to the promised land and I came back with a good report. So Caleb is setting the stage for asking for his inheritance. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. That was verse 8. Continuing here in verse 8, I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Verse 9. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. This is self-explanatory. Caleb is reminding Joshua, I went to the promised land. I brought good report. Moses promised to me that the land that I walked on, i.e. the promised land, will be my inheritance. Verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I love this. So Caleb, in his mid-80s, wow, is coming to Joshua. He is still as strong as when he was in his 40s, asking for his own possession of the land, which he rightfully deserved because he had ex exuded bold faith. Verse 11, I am still, I love this, I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Verse 12, now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites, remember the Anakites were the giants were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. I love it. Oh boy, this is God's will for us, the believer. As we get older, we get stronger in our faith. Just like I was explaining that the Lord will deliver us one battle at a time. Throughout that process, we are growing stronger to him. We are growing in our faith. We see Caleb, 85 years old, verbalizing that he is just as strong and vigorous as he was when he was in his 40s. He wants to go out and drive out those Anakites, those giants. I love it. Man, oh boy. We see consistent, bold faith in Caleb. That is God's will for us. As we get older, we are stronger in faith, as we get older, we are wiser in the Lord. We see that here. And how does this happen? As we trust God to deliver us from one battle after another battle and we don't give up. 
Glory to God. Verse 13. Then Joshua blessed Caleb and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. So the rest of those verses just went on to talk about how Caleb was blessed. I just love that. Okay. That um, verses 14 and 15 there, you can read on your own. That brings us right into chapter 15 here in the book of Joshua. I will read the first few verses. Joshua chapter 15, verse 1. The allotment for the tribe of Judah, according to his clans, extended down to the territory of Edom, to the desert of Zin, in the extreme south. I'm going to really just let you read all of this. It's self-explanatory. Oh, from verse 2 all the way to verse 13. From verse 2 all the way to verse 12 goes on to describe more of the possession or the inheritance of the, the tribe of Judah. And boy, we see here a significant blessing to the tribe of Judah. If you remember, we talked about this in the book of uh, Genesis, how Judah was the one who offered himself in exchange for his brother Benjamin. We discuss this in the book of Genesis. You can go back and read this story. Okay, and we see how that attitude of the heart that Judah expressed to, to their brother that they didn't quite know yet, Joseph, when Joseph had threatened to keep Benjamin, but then we saw Judah came forward and said, no, 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 you, you keep me behind instead and let Benjamin go forward to our aged father. We see how God honored that. And we see how his inheritance is very large. You can go back and read all of this in Genesis uh, chapter 44. I'm not going to go back and reteach that. But, but we see how his heart was so right. And he just said, no, let my brother Benjamin go. Let me stay. You hold me captive. We see him being rewarded here. Okay. And you can read all of that. And as we know that the, the tribe of Judah, well, we're going to know this. We're going to study this as we move forward. But the tribe of Judah became the southern kingdom, which later became the seat of King David's dynasty. And as we know, the tribe of Judah, that is a tribe where our King, our Lord, our Messiah, Jesus Christ came from. So significant information there. So you can read all of the inheritance. They had one of the largest inheritance among all the 12 tribes. We come now to verse 12. The western boundary is the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. Again, that is also part of the tribe of uh, Judah, their inheritance there. We come to verse 13. In accordance with the Lord's command to him, referring to Joshua now, Joshua gave to Caleb, son of Jehovah a portion in Judah. Again, we see more of Caleb's blessing. He also inherited some of the portion in the uh, there out of the tribe of Judah. You can read all those verses. They are self-explanatory. But I just want to highlight that uh, verse, verses 13 all the way to verse 
19 there just gave us details about Caleb's inheritance, how indeed Caleb's uh, family was blessed and he went on to bless his daughter. You can read all of that. And that was all done as unto the Lord. We come to verse 20. Uh, this is the inheritance of the tribe of Judah according to his clans. We just went over that. We come to uh, verse 24. The southernmost towns of the tribe of Judah in the Negev towards the boundary of Edmond where he just went on to describe more of the inheritance and the blessing of the tribe of Judah. We come to verse 32. We are told a total of 29 towns and their villages all went to the tribe of Judah. We come to verse uh, 33. In the western foothills, Judah was still receiving the inheritance there. As we come down towards the end of verse 36, we are told 14 towns and their villages. As we come down towards the end of verse 41, uh, more 16 towns and their villages. Boy. These were all the towns and villages located in the southernmost uh, towns of the tribe of Judah. And we come down to verse 48 in the hill country. Again, nine towns and their villages uh, given to the tribe of Judah there. And in verse 61 in the wilderness, we see more inheritance there, six towns. And their villages. And then in verse 63, interesting, we are told Judah, they had all this inheritance and they would have received more. But in, in verse 63, we are told Judah could not dislodge the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem to this day, meaning the day this was written. The Jebusites lived there with the people of Judah. We see a significant blessing to the tribe of Judah. And as we will find out moving forward, because some of the tribes, some of the 12 tribes were not able to subdue their land, they accommodated or they allowed some of the inhabitants of the uh, land of Canaan to live with them, which brought much destruction, which essentially brought the downfall. We will learn that moving forward because some of the Israelites turned into their pagan worship, which was something that the Lord was was trying to avoid. But we will see how some of these tribes were not able to uh, subdued, and they had to live side by side with evil. And evil ended up rubbing off onto them, and they paid greatly. But we will get that information as we get more into the Old Testament study here. So that brings us to the end of chapter 15 we get to chapter 16 right away chapter 16 here in the book of joshua what is the gist of this chapter the gist is that we will learn about the allotment for the ephraim and Manasseh tribes okay let's get to it right away with verse 1 the allotment for Joseph began at the Jordan east of the springs of Jericho and went up from there through the desert into the hill country of Bethel. Remember Joseph, we talked about this in the book of Genesis. You can go there and study, especially Genesis chapters 48 and 49. This was a prophetic word that his children would inherit this blessing, double portion. 
Joseph was a godly man and he was blessed abundantly, exceedingly. So we are learning how his children, children inherited the promise as prophesied by the Lord. God is so faithful. Okay, so you can read the rest of uh, verse 2 and 3, self-explanatory. We come to verse 4. So Manasseh and Ephraim, the descendants of Joseph, received their inheritance. Verse 5, this was the territory of Ephraim according to his clan. You can read all of that there in verse 5. Uh, all the way to verse 9. We come to verse 10. Again, we see here that they did not dislodge the Canaanites living in Gaza. To this day, the Canaanites live among the people of Ephraim, but are required to do forced labor. We are seeing how here, even the, the, the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh were not able to dislodge all of the Canaanites. Again, like I said, this would lead to much trouble for them moving forward. But they too, they referring to the uh, Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, received significant allotment of land, double portion for the godly character and the blessings of their father, Joseph, as we discussed in Genesis chapter 48 and 49. You can go back and read those on your own. So that brings us to the end of this chapter. So what major principle or principles have we learned? Simple and straightforward. Obedience leads to unlocking of God's blessings in our lives. We are learning how the tribe of Judah, because of that obedient action by Judah, who offered to exchange his life in place of his younger brother, Benjamin, God rewarded that. He had a huge land among the 12 tribes. Again, we see Joseph, a man of God. We discuss him in the book of Genesis. His descendants are referring, are receiving rather double portion blessing. God honors obedience, friend. Why is it that we see some Christians basking in the blessings of God and we see others struggling? I guarantee you, based on the authority of God's word, if you look at the lives of those Christians who are really excelling and walking in God's blessings, I guarantee you, you will find that their hearts are sensitive to God. They have a heart for God. They obey God. They are walking by faith and God is honoring that. Okay? So again, the same theme throughout obedience, obedience, obedience. That is what the Lord wants us to be. Obedient to his word and put it into practice. And as we do that, we trust him with the results and we will experience that blessed and abundant life that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died for us to Receive in this life, even before we get into heaven. So I hope you receive that in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you. You are a good God. You are a God who, you've already blessed us in the spiritual realm. Boy, we thank you, Lord, for these blessings. 
We know you are for us, not against us. We know you want us to prosper in every area of life. Father God, we ask you today to help us to walk in obedience and let those blessings manifest in our lives so others can see that way you are glorified. Father God, I lift up all the listeners today. You go before them to bless them, open divine doors for them. You protect them in accordance to your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. I ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that everybody says, Amen. As you have been blessed, can you bless us back with a financial donation so we can produce more teachings and bless others in return? This program is solely sponsored by the financial donations from friends and listeners like you. We need your financial support in order to reach more people with Dr. Ruth's simple but profound life-changing messages. To make a one-time donation, visit our website, drruthtanyi.org. That's D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. Look for the donation button and donate right there. It is a very secure, simple, and easy process. Or, for more of an impact, would you prayerfully consider becoming a Christ-centered monthly partner with us? While on our website, you will find all of the information about becoming a Christ-centered partner. As a monthly partner, your regular prayers and financial support will enable us to produce more Bible teachings in order to reach more people and transform their lives with God's Word. For those of you who prefer regular mail, you can send your donation to us. Here's the address. Dr. Ruth Tanyi Ministries, P.O. Box 1806, Loma Linda, California, 92354. You can also email us with your questions about becoming a partner. Here's the email address. Info at drruthtanyi.org. That's I-N-F-O at D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. Or you can always call us at 909-383-7978. Dr. Ruth Tanya Ministries is a federal government-approved 501c corporation, which means that all your donations are 100% tax-deductible as allowed by the law. We thank you in advance for your kind donation and prayers. We pray for God's love and presence to anchor your soul today in Christ Jesus. So as you proceed with your day today, remember that God is with you always, enabling you to overcome in Jesus' name. I am Chris Oram. Stay blessed and bye for now.